we wanted to do the marathon majors. Chicago, Boston, New York, the Berlin Marathon, the London Marathon, and the Tokyo Marathon. And they give you the six-star medal. Kind of a neat experience. That was Jeff Fintz, and this is episode 38 of the Inspired Souls podcast. Hi, I'm Carolyn, and I'm a roadrunner. And I'm Kim, and I'm a trail runner. Welcome to our podcast, where we bring the communities of trail and road running together and explore the parallels between running and life. Jeff Fintz is a 73-year-old Winnipeg running legend who has been inspiring his community to lace up their shoes for well over 40 years. A retired chartered accountant, by his mid-30s, Jeff describes himself as a stressed-out, overweight, workaholic couch potato who desperately wanted to change his lifestyle. Since then, he has run over 87 marathons and 107 half-marathons that have taken him all over the world, including each of the six world marathon majors. So far, he has logged over 71,000 miles in his running career, which is enough to almost circumnavigate the globe three times. In 2013, Jeff was inducted into the Manitoba Runners Association Road Running Hall of Fame for his contributions as an athlete and as a community builder. He has volunteered countless hours of his time with the Manitoba Runners Association and Athletics Manitoba to grow the sport of road running, and his Facebook group, Runners Over 50, now has over 18,000 engaged members from all across the world. Every running community has those incredible leaders who work tirelessly to leave the sport better than they found it. And here in Winnipeg, we're so fortunate to have Jeff Fintz. All right. Well, we're here with one of Manitoba's running legends, Jeff Vince. Jeff, thanks for joining us on Inspired Souls. Hey, thank you very much. This should be fun. Absolutely. It is such a pleasure to have you. And what I'd love for you to do first before we get into everything is just for those people listening that don't know you, maybe just paint us a little picture. Tell us a little bit about Jeff Vince. Okay. I'm Actually, the calendar says I'm 73 years old. I really, in a lot of ways, I really don't believe it, but um, I am 73. Always lived in Winnipeg, Manitoba. My wife, Linda, had three kids. I got a 15-year-old grandson. And do they all live in Manitoba? Yep, yep, all in Manitoba. He's taller than I am by a lot right now. (laughs) I guess my working career, I was a chartered accountant, and um, a lot of ways it kind of gives me a lot of things into my running, because very, very goal-oriented, thought I was a hard worker, and um, really tried to achieve goals and reach them. Um, I I was just going to say, you must be a good data tracker. And I guess I knock a lot of my, I do track my goals pretty well. So I do have some numbers that I have kept track of over the, over the years. We've talked to many runners who've said that they do math in their head while they run. And I guess I've fallen into that as well. So being a chartered accountant, do you find yourself doing math while you run your paces? And- you know, not when I run, but I do a daily log of my activities. For the last 36 years, I have a spreadsheet that I've tracked the number of miles I run every day. So, yeah, you've been running for over 40 years now. Can you tell us how and when you got into running and way back when? Okay, but when I really, really started, mid-30s, I called myself a stressed workaholic couch potato. 
and I was 50 pounds overweight, uh, busy, busy family life, work life. My dad had died of a heart attack at 56, so I really wanted to and had to change my lifestyle. What I did at first, in the springtime, I used to do a little bit of training and a little bit of running, and I used to have a goal to run a 10K in Winnipeg, and it actually was the Tribune Sun Run for the newspaper. Now, of course, the Tribune's been gone a long time, so I kept running that for many years. I really got inspired by Terry Fox because he just ran and had his goal and followed them, so I kept doing it and did that for a lot of years. And then in 1984, my boss said, oh, you're training for a run. Why don't you train for a half marathon? So partially because it was my boss, <laughs> it's mm. always good to make friends with your boss. So we actually ran a half marathon in 1984. We really enjoyed it. So we were planning to run and I started to train in 1985 for the Manitoba full marathon. Unfortunately, my appendix ruptured and I couldn't make that one. However, the next year I met up with a close friend and I, and we got into running pretty seriously a Rob Deck. And mm -hmm. back to my goal setting and all that, we decided to run 2,000 miles in a year. So we actually did that the year before, and then we ran the marathon together in 1986. So since 1986, if I've got my data correct, you've run 87 marathons and 107 half marathons. Is that correct? Yep. Those are the official ones. Yep. yep. Wow. And so do any of those, uh, this, this could be a whole podcast on its own, but are there any highlights in there? Does any race stand out as a favorite or one that is particularly memorable? I can do, I can go through some of them. I guess the Manitoba Marathon became a Father's Day event. My wife and kids always came to me at, again at six o'clock in the morning and they stayed until I finished and they used to, of course, cheer me in. And back from the old days, they didn't give you an official t-shirt with the run, but what they did do, you could buy a t-shirt. So that was always my kids' Father's Day gift. The have a finisher t-shirt, the Manitoba Marathon. It's a great race. Yep, absolutely. And I'm entered in the live one again this year. This will be my 32nd time I've done it. That's incredible. You know, I just ran, I did a little bit of math myself just now. And 1984 was, or 86, was 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are sound like huge numbers, 87 marathons, 107 half marathons, and they are... However, that averages out to two and a half marathons a year and three half marathons a year for the last 35 years. So you've been consistent. You've just been ultra consistent. Nope, not really consistent. Okay, so tell us about that. Yeah, until I was 55, of course, I was working. Oh, okay. And I could only train for one marathon a year mm. when you're working. You have a family life, you have a job. You just don't have time to do more than one. The only time I did two marathons a year, I ran the Minneapolis Twin Cities Marathon one year. We had a kind of a family holiday, and I ran that one. Did my personal best, uh, three hour, 31 minutes, which 
for me was fast in the day. Well, that is fast. Yeah, that's awesome. And would would the marathon and half marathon, are those some of your favorite distances or have you ever gone longer or? Um, I, I did 150K in Calgary. It happened to be with Carolyn and a bunch of the Regent running room people. There were about 10 of us, I think, that drove to Calgary and I did my ultra marathon there. So Jeff is just referring to Carolyn Weeb here, Carolyn who we Weeb. just recently had on the podcast. Yes. yes. Nice yes. lady. <laughs> so you mentioned that, you know, before you retired, you ran one, maybe two a year. What happened after you retired? Tell us about that. <laughs> okay. Then all of a sudden I get a lot more time in my hands and I'm able to properly train for a marathon. It's a massive time for 10 weeks. You have to really set aside a lot of time to train for a marathon but once you're retired you can number one you don't have to always do your long run on a Sunday if it's raining you can do it on a Tuesday <laughs> a lot more flexibility huh yep yep so you can do more than one marathon a year so what I had done I had a close friend at corrections that I worked for in the regional headquarters and we had run some marathons in Regina and Saskatoon so we decided to run the Chicago Marathon. This is a, a destination run. So we ran that one. And then what I did, I met up with a friend from Winnipeg, a Barry Gordon. And Barry convinced me that if I trained hard, we could both qualify for the Boston Marathon. After I laughed at it and said, I can't do that, <laughs> he did convince me to do it. But you're goal-oriented, right, Jeff? Absolutely. <laughs> so I got my 10-week running schedule going and uh, trained like heck and was able to run a 347 marathon at the age of 60. Wow. That's great. And so that's when you went to Boston for the first time? Absolutely. Qualified. And what was that experience like? Oh, fantastic. There was a little bit of bittersweet. Barry, he also qualified, he qualified in Manitoba. In August, we were doing a half marathon, and we were talking about where we were going to stay at hotels and that, and we ran the half marathon, and unfortunately, he dropped in a heart attack. Oh, my goodness. At uh, mile 12, which is oh. really pretty darn sad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And did you know, did you not know till you were finished, or did, were you aware? Uh, I basically high-fived with him. And uh, saw his wife at mile 12 and found out that he had dropped when I finished. And Oh, my goodness. Oh. That's devastating. Yep. Very, very sad. His wife did go to the marathon anyway. To Boston? Absolutely. Wow. I met up with her, and the Boston experience is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. like, it's more than just a race. Well, and you said you did it several times. So compare and contrast for us, because you can get all the different weather and different experiences, even though yep. it's Boston, right? So what were yep. some of the extremes maybe that you had in weather or... Um, yeah, with Boston, I'd overtrained for my first Boston and I hadn't trained properly for the hills. So that was a very slow one. And uh, the story of my next one in 1987... No, in 1989, we actually had a house fire and the complete house burnt down. Oh, my. <laughs> a month before the Boston Marathon. However, I went anyway. <laughs> I'm kind of a stubborn and I have a goal, so I always go for it. 
and I actually did run, I completed the Boston Marathon in 351, I actually BQ'd. However, that one had a strong backwind. The world record was set by a canyon that day. That was a really fun marathon. And, and then, the, of course, the year of the bombing, I wasn't there. However, I'm goal-oriented, so I said, they bombed in Boston, I'm going to Boston. So I ran the Boston Marathon 2014 the year after which might be the most inspiring race you've, you've, I've ever run. Yeah, I was there that year. I didn't run it that year, but my brother did. And it, you're right. It was the vibe. The yep. vibe throughout that city the entire weekend was unprecedented. I've never yep. felt anything like that. It was like very cool to be there that year. It was absolutely inspiring. I wear a Canada t-shirt and a hat, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> and what, what I do is I, the crowded wave and I just wave at the crowd and you'd get about 50 people going yay Canada go Canada trying to sing the national anthem and I wasted so much time high-fiving them and (laughs) (laughs) oh it wasn't a waste it wasn't a waste I'm glad you absorbed the experience yep and then in 2018 some of my friends we rented an Airbnb and I'm not sure whether you heard about the 2018 Boston oh, Marathon. Yes. <laughs> Bottom line, it was about um, three degrees centigrade, 35 degrees Fahrenheit, and pouring rain, and a strong, about a 70-click headwind <laughs> the oh entire gosh. way. The footage from that race, I just it just makes me cold to yep. see the footage from that race. So you were there that year. Holy, you've run it in everything because it was Absolutely. nice. Fourteen, if I recall, like probably maybe a bit hot for the yep. for running. Yep. It was lovely for spectating, and then twenty eighteen freezing. And I'm sure you've had everything in between. So, Jeff, how many times have you been to Boston? Five times. Yeah, I've qualified ten, but. I went through a period where I could qualify. It was a short period in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that still sounds like such amazing experiences and memories. So are you going back, do you think? Um, I'm not quite fast enough right now. What I consider to be my most amazing runs, my friend and I, we had run Chicago, Boston, and then we ran the New York Marathon. And then we had another, I'll put in quote, goal, we wanted to do the marathon majors. They're basically uh, Chicago, Boston, New York, and then it's the Berlin Marathon, the London Marathon, and the Tokyo Marathon. So my friend and I, we ran Berlin in about 2014. And of course, when I run these marathons, I not only run the marathon, I do a lot of touring. So I saw Berlin, I spent three or four days in Paris on the way back. So a real enjoyable trip and a fun marathon. And then we got into the Tokyo Marathon. The culture of Tokyo is, and Japan is just amazing. So we really enjoyed that run. Went on a tour, went to Kyoto and saw the culture of Japan. And then we got into the London Marathon. Another unforgettable experience because you're uh, running in London. To be able to get the six-star medal, you had to, in advance, send in proof that you've done the other five races, and they gave you a special sticker. So I ran the marathon down the Thames River, and London's a little bit different. I passed a station where they had a bunch of people, they were handing out wine, 
<laughs> and they're actual wine glasses. Oh, wow. And it's on the Thames River. You just step up a little bit of wine, <laughs> give them the glass back. <laughs> How fancy. Sounds yeah. like an Okanagan marathon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And then you run, of course, past Big Ben and the yes. House of Parliament. You finish right at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> that, wow. I've been there, but not running. And I can't imagine. That would be so cool. Yeah. And then you finish and they give you the L- London Marathon medal. Then they give you the six-star medal. Kind of a neat experience. What do you do with all your medals? Right now, I hang them up on various hangers. And... You got to reinforce it with an extra <laughs> stud or something. <laughs> yeah, I got too many medals. So it sounds like running has really taken you all over the world. And you've seen so many parts of the world through your running. That must be very special. Absolutely. Another place, I, w- I actually ran the Athens Marathon, which is the original marathon. Right. And that was an amazing experience. The the benefits of retiring early and still having your health. That's yep. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. So on the topic of health, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it has to be mentioned that a little global pandemic has been happening over the last 15 months. Talk to us a bit about running during the pandemic. How have you been? Do you enjoy virtual races? Um, that's a good question. I need goals, so I absolutely enjoy. They're the best goals that I do actually have. So I've done a lot of them. I've really enjoyed doing them. Over the summer, it wasn't too bad. I had a real challenge over the winter since um, I've always run indoors on an indoor track. I don't do winter running, but I did get a a group of running friends. They're all over um, 60, (laughs) And we ran virtually almost every day all winter, no matter how cold it got. And what we did, we decided, again, we liked challenges. And we entered a virtual run. And what it was, it was a run across Canada, 8,000 kilometers. You were given a year to do it. And we were able to do it in five months. So you did it as a team? As a team, yep, six of us. And then I have some amazing friends. We decided we had a year to do it. We ran all the way back. Well, why not? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I love garbage... your energy, Jeff. <laughs> yep, yep. It's Garbage Hill Heroes is the name of the team. Oh, that's great. And a lady by the name of Sharon was the one that talked us into running even 40 below. So we ran, like I say, virtually every day all winter. So, okay, you, you now have ran through a whole winter outside. Once things open up again and you can run on the track again, do you think you're going right back to the track or do you think you'll mix it up a bit next winter? I'll uh, probably mix it up, but I en- really enjoyed my indoor track. <laughs> well, and it sounds like you really enjoyed, again, you might have just been making the best of the situation, but you did get on board with the virtual races and you've done yep. a bunch and they kept you motivated. Yep. But if and when real races return... What are you looking most forward to about going in a real race again? Okay, I've already entered the Manitoba Marathon, the real race. So that's um, one who get into the running experience. My friend Sharon, the two of us ran a virtual, we ran the Ottawa Virtual Marathon last weekend. Yes. 26 miles. And I can't tell you her age, but she is over 60. And it was, she ran her first marathon over the age of 60, I 
thought that was kind of impressive. Yeah, it is impressive, but it's it's not the same, is it? You know, nope. I just did a, a virtual marathon this morning all by myself because our current oh, yeah. restrictions don't even allow running with anybody. Absolutely. And, you know, it was bittersweet. Yeah, yep. it's just yep. not yep. the same. Yeah, yeah. we were kind of fortunate. Um, back to Carolyn Weeb. She's an amazing lady. She decided um, she was going to run the marathon with us. So we ran the full marathon with Carolyn. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Is If I recall, she kind of accidentally happened upon you guys and uh, just decided yep. to tag along. Which, oh, she you found know? out a couple of days before. She oh, said, she did? Oh, okay, yep. okay. Yep. Yeah, this is our running community here in Manitoba. Everybody's so amazing. Well, Kim, didn't you say you you ran into Jeff last weekend? When he yeah, was well, actually, his... I saw you the day before that, Jeff, as you were pulling out on the side of the road at uh, Birds Hill Park again. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Lisa and I were just running by. And, oh, yeah, sorry. I, even... yep. I was in the parking lot. Yeah, we, we chatted for like a second. Yep. And uh, that was basically when all the trails were closed last weekend and road runners and trail runners alike were all in the same loop. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I had done a three-mile training run with another two of my friends, and so I was just finishing up. That's great. So on the topic of the pandemic and, and running, you know, we've had a few conversations about it not just being about what you can't do. There's many opportunities in this pandemic to focus on maybe what we can do with regards to our health. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Okay. Definitely want to, don't want to get negative, but I really believe that if you eat properly, you do exercise, and obviously sleep right, and you're going to feel better and definitely extend your life. And if there is a pandemic around, you're not going to catch it. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you're going to survive it a lot easier. So I really wish the health people all the authorities would emphasize and stay fit and enjoy staying fit. Eat properly, don't smoke. And mm-hmm. You're speaking my love language here now, Jeff. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been beating this drum for a little while. I mean, the those things, right? Like get up and be active and get to sleep on time and don't smoke and, and all of the really sensible advice, actually, yeah. yep. that um, helps you prevent all, not just... COVID-19, but like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not saying that's going to prevent COVID-19, but I'm just saying like any of the chronic health conditions are going to, you're going to reduce your likelihood of acquiring anything like that. Well, and if you you, do acquire it, you've got a better chance of bouncing back. Yeah. 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 So it almost seems like the advice has stopped prematurely, right? Like we could go on and say, Hey, and, and really make people feel empowered that they can, they can actually do a lot rather than just sit in their homes and wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally you feel, and then you have the small communications people, you you pass a walker and you just wave hello. And how are you doing? Weather's great. Or like, yes, yes. Yes. I found myself purposefully greeting just about everybody I meet outside now because I'm so starved for human interaction. <laughs> how far did you run? You did go twenty. How far did you go today? Today, today twenty six miles. Excellent. Today. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah except, except I was in the middle of the forest, so I didn't see a whole lot of humans. But it was still. Oh, a good wow. yeah. yep. Hey, yeah. congratulations. So, Jeff, we understand that in twenty thirteen, you were inducted into the Manitoba Runners Hall of Fame. Is that correct? 
Yep, yep, yep. Wow, that's a that's a huge honor. What did that award mean to you? Really, it was I didn't absolutely I absolutely did not feel I deserved it. I didn't feel that I was a Hall of Fame typer runner. It was very humbling, but um, really an amazing honor to be getting into it. I was almost really happy that I not only I got into it both as being an athlete and a builder. So what it did with my running, they gave me some credit for what I did in running. But I've also done a lot of volunteering for Athletics Manitoba and the Manitoba Runners Association. So they so that award recognized all of it, like your contribution yeah. just in general to the running community yeah. in terms of, yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Can you talk a little bit about what you've done for Manitoba Runners Association, Athletics Manitoba? Okay, back to my chartered accountancy days. I uh, was in a series called the Timex series, and what it is, it's a group of races, and you get certain points in it. And just after I retired, I didn't think they were doing the calculations right. So I emailed the, the people, and they said, okay, do you want to come and join a meeting? Just talked about in a meeting. So I went to the meeting, explained to them what um, I felt they should do, and then all of a sudden they said, do you want to do the points, the time points? <laughs> so then they um, said, okay, you're doing the points. Why don't you join Athletics Manitoba Run Committee? So I was on the run committee for a few years, and then I became the chairman of the committee. And then they decided the Athletics Manitoba had the board of directors. So I got elected to the board of directors as treasurer for four years and helped them with all of their spanning track and field, cross country and road running. And then I made a decision that in those days, the Athletics Manitoba had road races, Manitoba Runners Association had road races. And to me, it made no sense that you had two people doing the same thing. So I kind of worked on it and it was able, they actually merged to become one organization with Amor Manitoba Runners Association taking over all road running. So I was on their board for a couple of years, just as they converted. And now Kathy Weens is a real tremendous running organization going. And so I helped them in small ways. I'm on their, this is their 50th year. I'm on their committee to, they're, they're going to be putting out a lot of things over the next 12 months on running. And I'm also part of the um, Athletics Manitoba field that master's athletes, we should be getting more ath master's athletes, again, fitness and competition. So I'm on the committee to get master's going. Carolyn's on it and mm -hmm. a lot of other real energetic people. We've talked about that for ever since I was part of Athletics Manitoba, but Greg has actually got us going on it. And we're going to make it happen, I think. I think we're making some headway here. So that's yep. awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, I think it was Roz that we talked to, to if, mm -hmm. I don't know, how many, several yeah. weeks ago, that was talking, she was talking about the secret to longevity in sport in, in your fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth decade of life. And she said something that really struck me about one of the secrets is you need to keep pushing mm -hmm. yourself harder. It's essentially not letting yourself slow down. Yep. And, you know, this uh, competition in master's athletics, 
I think is a good thing because it's true. I think it's easy to just start using age as an excuse and, oh, I'm going to get slower and I'm mm -hmm. not going to, I've PR'd, my PR's 10 years ago and what's the point now, right? Yep. But right. Um, this is probably something that the community can really benefit from. So thank you both for getting involved mm -hmm. in this. Well, and I think it like getting involved on the track or in some cross country races can actually help your road running and vice versa, right? Like I think they really Absolutely. do support each other. So I think if that came through in some of the messaging and the marketing for this, I think both communities could come out better. Oh, absolutely. And if we can get some more of the casual runners, the social runners to get involved, because the community's really grown since I started anyway. Well, this might be a good time to talk about the Facebook group that you started that now has, well, I'm not going to yep. probably butcher the number, but you have a group on Facebook called Runners Over 50, You're As Young As You Feel. Can you tell us a little bit more about that group? Okay. What I did about five years ago, just some of my friends, I just created a little group, Runners Over 50. We're all senior runners and we kind of communicated back and forth. And then all of a sudden... I guess Facebook has been suggesting this group to people and we actually get hundreds of new members every week. And I also started a group over 65, one over 70, one over 80. And now we have over 20,000 members and members absolutely all over the world. Over a hundred countries have more than three members. And the neat thing about this group, there's completely positive support of people. People post their runs and support them. They're positive, give recommendations. And it's kind of fun to be involved with something like that. Absolutely. And and you said you started this group and you've done the spinoffs like over 60, over 70. Is this a free group to join? Like, do you want to give the group a plug? Like, re remind us of the name of it and uh, how they go about becoming part of this awesome group. It's runners over 50 and you're as young as you feel. Did you have any idea it would grow to be the size that it has? Absolutely not. No, it was just for a bunch of friends. Just supposed to be a, a group of maybe 30 of us. <laughs> Well, the impact, I'm sure, has been huge on um, the running community and your members. I Remind me how many members of the Facebook community you have in their 80s. You told us before we started recording. I think there's about 50 of them. 50 people in their That's 80s. Amazing. 50 runners over the age of 80. That's amazing. So, you know, on that note of inspiring runners, we invited you to be on this podcast. You were actually on our minds for a while, but we found as we were interviewing other local Manitoban runners, your name kept coming up over and over <laughs> as somebody who was a huge inspiration to them. So first of all, how does it feel to know you've had such an impact on others in this community? And then who has inspired you and why? Okay. I guess number one, probably the same people that say I inspire them, they inspire me. <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. Runners are kind of a little different. You're running with them, but it's not really a race. You're running racing, maybe racing yourself, but you're not competing with other people. So you're running is especially long distance is a real supportive type of sport or activity. So, so many people inspire me. I, one that comes to name is uh, David Felder. Like I've run 87 marathons. He's run 
well over 100. And not only does he run marathons, he does ultra marathons. And he's one of the more inspiring people. He'll do a marathon wearing a costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll probably run 29 or 30 miles because he's running all over the course, greeting spectators and just enjoying life. So you just answered a bit of the why, you know, why does he inspire you? And it sounds to me like he inspires you because not only of how many races he's racked up in a lifetime, but how he does them and how he involves the community and also keeps it fun. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So if you were to try to sum up what running's taught you, like you've been running for over 40 years and, and you've met lots of people and learned lots of things in, the, in those 40 years, I presume. So what sort of comes to mind as one of the main lessons that you've taken away from your running career? Yeah, I guess what it does, it kind of, again, back, you can set your goals, you can meet your goals. It proves that you can, your body can do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess since I've retired, that 18 years ago, I've run over 2,000 miles every year. And I don't know why, but I don't particularly get injured. In that time, every month, I've run over 100 miles. Wow. So find if you train properly, you just don't even particularly get injured. Yeah. You're consistent. Yeah. Yep. And if you and you run through small injuries, but mm-hmm. um, your body is an amazing thing. <laughs> It really, really is. I, you know, I hope that that's one of the takeaways that listeners take from this podcast is, is that your body can keep going late into life um, if we take care of it. And if there's one thing we can learn from the pandemic is that we need to take care of our health. Absolutely. So, you know, I'd like to ask you before we move into our rapid fire questions, like we like to ask at the end of the podcast, uh, besides the Manitoba Marathon, what's exciting you these days? Do you have anything else in the next year or two on your radar? Any big projects? Okay, what I'm into now is getting some of these virtual things. With my brother, we actually joined a virtual, we ran across the country of Spain. Then I've also done some in um, Italy. I actually ran up Mount Everest in this series. So right now I'm into um, the Route 66 virtual challenge. Oh, that sounds fun. That one, basically Chicago to Los Angeles. Wow. So that's kind of exciting. I still have some goals due to the pandemic. I couldn't get over to Edinburgh to run a marathon there. One of my goals is to run a marathon in every province. I had booked St. John, New Brunswick last August, so it got canceled. So I'm hopefully that'll do that one in 2022. How many provinces have you run marathons in? So I, nine. So I got one to go. <laughs> okay. okay. This has been awesome, Jeff, learning about, about your career, your running career. It's very exciting and very inspiring. And we're going to move into just our five rapid fire questions. So no need to expand or elaborate on these ones, although sometimes we do get into it on these Mm -hmm. ones. But first question is, do you have a favorite mantra or, you know, set of self-talk that you say to yourself during a race or a a virtual run? I guess I'm kind of famous for we got this. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Yep. yep. So I'm very often that pass a runner, we got this pretty well known for that to some people. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's awesome. So what is your favorite place to run? Uh, I've oh, been all over the world, and I think my favorite place to run is Canmore, Alberta. Just a fantastic trail, the mountains, the trees, and so peaceful. You mentioned a few races that uh, you'd love to take part in someday, but do you, is there one that stands out as a, a bucket list race? At this point, St. John, New Brunswick. I want to okay. make that goal, the marathon by the sea. All right. Well, we have a friend from the podcast in St. John. Um, yeah, we'll have to hook you up. <laughs> Trevor Funk will hook you up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you much of a reader or movie watcher? Do you have a favorite running book or movie? I guess my favorite running book would be by a Jeff Galloway. Mm-hmm. When I toured um, Athens and Greece, he was actually on that bus tour. So I talked to him a lot. And so I've read some of his books. And Do you do his run-walk method? I don't use it, but I, I'm starting to get closer to using it as I get a little bit older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the title of the book? Um, He has various. Oh, just anything by him? Yep. Uh, yep. I'm okay. a lot more into music. So a lot of my favorite song might be Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. Ah, love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay, final question. Do you have a favorite post-run indulgence when you come back from your marathons? What do you like to have to treat yourself? Absolutely a beer. Ah, love it. <laughs> I do enjoy my beer. I think you've earned it yep. at this yep. point in your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff, this has been an amazing conversation, and it sounds like you are quite social media savvy with your Facebook group. Where can people find you other than that group if they want to reach out to you? Are you available on social media? Definitely on Facebook. Mm-hmm. If they just search a Jeff Vince and they'll get me. I'm on some of the other ones, but uh, mainly Facebook. Excellent. Well, we are so thrilled that you agreed to talk with us tonight. I can see why you've been such an inspiration to so many of the people that we've interviewed before you that are local here in Manitoba. But um, thank you for agreeing to be here with us tonight. This has been amazing. It was very interesting. Thanks, Jeff.